0: Yo, Big D here on a Monday night talking in some NFL draft quarterbacks. Before I bring in the nice special guest, please subscribe like and share the spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content. You have seen this 285 this week, so you know there'll be an episode on that. Also, check out the uh, Big D podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So joining us to talk 2023 NFL Draft quarterbacks is a writer for FF League winners. He is the FF Guru on Twitter, Tony Walsby. Tony, I can't believe it. We're talking 2023 NFL Draft quarterbacks. I thought the Super Bowl just happened, what, five hours ago, right? thanks for having me on big d yeah that's uh the offseason comes at you fast the combine starts this week i mean holy crap yeah i mean everybody's going to be gathering in indianapolis we'll be measuring like how high how tall somebody is or how much they weigh how fast they run or how much they can lift yeah i do want to give a, a
1: combine caveat to everybody listening here the combine is a fun event but at the end of the day Watch tape, look at stats. How these guys perform in gym shorts and running straight lines at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, nobody cares about the underwear Olympics. Exactly. I mean, Jerry Rice ran a four, what, a four, six, forty, and nobody could cover him. Exactly. Because we didn't know he was catching bricks with his hands his entire life. He, he just turned the he just turned defensive backs into brick off pieces, pizzas exactly. So, um, obviously, with your rank, obviously, you do all kinds of quarterback evaluation, you rank them, and uh, your number one quarterback is Ohio State's CJ Stroud, and uh, it, being a Michigan guy. It must be tough seeing, well, maybe not the last two years because Michigan's beaten the team of the, the team in Columbus. But um, why CJ Stroud number one on your list?
1: All right, so I'm a Michigan alum. I'm a huge University of Michigan Wolverines fan, but like always in fantasy, I put personal bias at the door, and that's why CJ Stroud is my number one quarterback of this 2023 class. The main reason is his ball placement. He is the most accurate quarterback in this class, in my opinion, and he's got all the intangibles to go along with it. He's got the size, and I mean, anybody that watched that college football game uh, college football game against Georgia saw what C.J. Stroud is. That was his coming-out party. He had a ton of questions after being throttled by my beloved Wolverines twice in a row, two years in a row. He had a lot of questions about could he perform against a real defense in a big game. He came out with over 480 passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks against the Georgia defense that, for all intents and purposes, is basically a low-level NFL defense. And, he, I mean, they couldn't pull up the win, but he was lights out. He showed who he is.
0: Yeah, thinking back to the college football playoff, I mean, Cedar Stroud, And basically, what turned into a road game for the Buckeyes played really well. I think, I think of that game. Stroud showed me a couple things. One, he showed me he can move because in Columbus the last couple years, I mean, we heard about CJ Stroud's mobility, but he moved really well that game. And secondly, secondly, yeah, Ohio State probably this year played with the best wide receiver in college football, Marvin Harrison. I think we could both agree he was the best receiver in college football because I think he pulled him in and everybody. In yeah, the- and he had the he had the best wide receiver in college football the year before,
1: too, With Jackson Smith and the Jigba.
0: <laughs> Which one? You mean Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave? No, I'm talking – Jackson Smith and the Jigba was better than both of them when they were all there. You But here's what I would say. One – it was just one game and it was in a dome. Yes, but thinking back to C H R, he struggled in a couple games. That Northwestern game was a fiasco. Now true. It, they played baseline in a hurricane, so I don't think you can hold that against him. Secondly, Ohio State wide receivers help any quarterback. I don't care if you're Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, Frank friends. Ohio State wide receivers help any wide receiver. I mean, he played with at least three guys will be first-round guys and maybe four depending on when Jack, where Jackson Smith and Jake was picked. And three, Ohio State quarterbacks have historically not done well in the NFL. Justin Fields, we don't know. The guy can roll the ball right now. Dwayne Haskins didn't really work out with Washington. And some of these other guys, I mean... uh who was the guy with Ohio State back in the 80s that so Arch Leeson was supposed to be the straight arrow where he gambled his career in the NFL and lost big time?
1: And so here's the thing. I, I'm a big helmet scouting guy. I am. If a college put is like a wide receiver factory, I am buying the wide receiver coming come out of there. Same thing, quarterbacks. same thing, running back. So normally I would be worried about CJ Stroud because of the Ohio State quarterback lineage coming into the league. They're all terrible in the NFL. The reason I'm not worried about it now is because of Justin Fields. Justin Fields is legit. That man set the NFL world on fire this year with literally zero help. He was a one-man wrecking crew. They got one of the worst defense, uh, offensive lines in the league – they have zero wide receivers. Their only wide receiver that would be a wide receiver three on any other NFL team, Darnell Mooney, was hurt by midseason. I mean, they have no one. He was literally out there doing it all by himself. And Justin Fields' success in the league is one of the reasons I think Strauss' game can translate to the NFL.
0: It's interesting because... It's interesting because... I mean, yeah, it's, it's, Justin Fields is a great run. I think he's still running by the Miami Dolphins or like Detroit Lions for big <laughs> plays. But is Stroud a running because, because the Bears need him to be or a running because he can't throw the ball? I mean, that's always going to be a question. Plus, can CJ Stroud play it outside in November, November, December, and January?
1: I mean, I don't think you got to worry about that with a guy coming from Ohio State. He's used to playing in the cold weather. You know, he got throttled by Michigan twice, but, you know, you can't put that against him. We got one of the best teams in the league. And also, um, on fields, I mean, come on. I mean, if you were throwing to DoorDash drivers out there, you'd, you'd be running a lot, too. I mean, the guy has no wide receivers. Chase Claypool is a joke. They gave him a second-round pick for him because they tried to get him 80-buddy. Like, they don't have warm bodies at wide receiver over there last year. So, if that
0: was your wide receiver room, you'd be running for your life, too. True. Sure. I mean, the Bears, the Bears haven't picked the wide receiver. I don't remember Bears wide receivers since uh, the guy from Tennessee. I can't think of his name 40 years ago. Uh, Willie Gullin from Tennessee. Thank you. So uh, number two on your list, which uh, who's going to surprise a lot of people, because I think most draft gurus have him number one, is uh, Alabama's Bryce Young. But um, why is Bryce Young number two on your list? Is it the size, the lack of the injury, or are you just more a C.J. Stroud fan? So I'm a big C.J. Stroud fan. That's the main reason.
1: Like I said, they're 1A and 1B for me. Um, you got you got the lack of size but like I said you know we've seen Russell Wilson in his prime not now and uh, Drew Brees overcome the size thing so I don't think I don't think the size thing limits him that much To me I worry more my biggest worry with Bryce Young would be what you mentioned with Ohio State in that Bama guys can be hard to evaluate because they're basically playing on an NFL team in college when you're surrounded by you know 12 guys that are going to get drafted and start in the NFL it, it's kind of hard to evaluate how actually good you are when you're going to get in the league and play with all guys that are that good. So that to me, that that would be a somewhat knock against him. The whole Bama cornerback lineage, lineage thing scares me a little bit. I mean, who's the last Bama quarterback? I mean, I guess I, I like Tua. Tua has shown he can be elite if he can stay on the field with the whole concussion thing. But I mean, Mac Jones, I'm not a big Mac Jones guy. I mean, there's not a lot of Bama
0: quarterbacks that have come out and had success in the league. And you could also say once Alabama quarterbacks leave Nick Saban, they go they don't have I mean, yeah, Miami this year with two would look really good. But like Mac Jones this year didn't have Alabama's wide receivers, or Bill O'Brien as his offensive coordinator. And look like uh, I'm not going to say what he looked like, but Matt Jones looked like what I feared he would be in the NFL. Exactly.
1: Exactly. The guy's ceiling is Daniel Jones, and you know, Daniel Jones sucks if he doesn't have Saquon Barkley rushing for 1,800
0: yards. Or if he's he's not facing the Minnesota Vikings, but that's a story for another year. (laughs) I mean, can I mean can Bryce Young be the next next Russell Wilson, Drew Brees? Because we've seen some smaller quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield struggle. I mean, you got. I mean, this could Bryce Young be Russell Wilson? Because I've heard some people say Bryce Young's like a smaller Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes is big. He's like my size, my size, and probably heavier. Is I sell more in the Russell Wilson, Drew Brees group, maybe?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, trying to compare anybody to Pat Mahomes is a joke. I mean, Pat Mahomes can make throws that no quarterback that's ever laced them up can make. And he could do that in college. He was running that spread system at Texas Tech, and like he was raw coming out, but you could see it on his college tape, the throws he could make. The man is special. So, comparing anybody to Pat Mahomes, you can't do it. I, I don't care just because nobody else can make those kind of throws. No one that's ever played the game can make those kind of throws that he can make. So, I don't think comparing anybody to Mahomes, I, I don't think he could do it. Um, I think Russell Wilson's a fair comparison for him. I think, you know, Bryce Young is kind of like Russell Wilson. I feel like he's kind of an improviser. He's a shorter guy. He doesn't have a lot of mobility, but you can get out of the pocket, sling it down the field. And uh, I think Young I think Young can definitely have success as an NFL starting in the league, but I don't see him as being elite. I think he'll be a top fifteen guy in the NFL and that's his ceiling. Whereas I think Stroud can be like top five.
0: I think it also would help Bryce Young if he played in warm weather, because if if he got drafted by let's just say the indianapolis colts i feel like that would be a pretty good situation because you imagine we played half his games in chicago one of these cold weather uh, cold weather teams
1: agreed agreed i I think bryce young could definitely benefit from a good situation and mentioned indianapolis that that would be a good fit for him i think he'd be great there i mean I think Indianapolis would be a good fit for any young quarterback because of Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I know we're not as high on him now because he was hurt a lot this year, but the, the guy has proven he can be the best running back in the NFL. So, and I mean, the guy the guy ran for like three – I think he had three seasons of almost 2,000 yards each at Wisconsin. I mean, that guy's a man-child. So, anybody being able to hand out to Jonathan Taylor, I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, so – Now we go to number three, who's going to be the main surprise. It's not Anthony Richardson and Will Evans, but Tennessee's Hendon Hooker, because for the first two-thirds of the year until the Georgia game, I think everyone had all but guaranteed that Hooker was going to win the highest. But, yes, he's coming off a major knee injury. He is, what, 24, 24, 25 years old, right? Yeah, so those
1: are the big those are the big knocks on Hooker. He's 24 years old coming in and he's coming off the uh, ACL. Those are the big knocks on him? And well, and I think another big knock on him is he only had one year of uh, good college production. But here's the thing. The reason Hendon Hooker I have at three is because I think he's got the potential to be a legit NFL starter in in the league. I, I think he's got that potential. I think he showed that at Tennessee. And like you said, I mean, Heisman front runner before he got injured. Now, I will say Tennessee was running a very simplistic system, and that's why he was able to have success there where he didn't um, at other places he played because they, to me, they ran a very simplistic system. It was kind of a one read and go thing. You know, if that guy's not open takeoff and it really worked. But uh, he, was, he was a product of that Tennessee system. But I think he showed enough that if he gets drafted into the right place in the NFL, he can have success and remain a legitimate top-20 starter in the league. And I think he'll be given that opportunity. He's rehabbing. He's not going to get drafted before the third round, the NFL draft. He'll be able to sit, rehab, learn, and I think he can come out firing and be a real steal for NFLs and fantasy GMs.
0: Could he be – I'm trying – Trying to think, if you're a team second, third round, maybe you don't hit on one of these top guys in the draft. You don't get a Derek Call or Jimmy Garoppolo or Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe not Arizona because Colin Murray's off doing his own thing. But if you're the Miami – well, maybe not Miami because Tua's always hurt. Maybe if you're the – Trying to think what would be a good team for Hen Hooker to end up with. To me, Miami would actually
1: make sense just because of two is health. I mean, you know so they're committed to his starter, to is clear concussion protocol technically, but that man, I mean, he's he was curling his fingers because of his concussions on Monday night football. I mean, the man looked like he could be one hit away from being Javid best and not being able to be cleared to play in the NFL anymore. And I like Tua. he, he's elite when he's healthy, but we don't know what's going on with his health. So I, Miami, I could see as being a decent spot for hooker as like a security blanket for Tua. Some other teams um, that I could see being a good landing spot for hooker that maybe don't need a quarterback right now, but could use one in the future. I think Tampa Bay would be a nice landing spot. If they miss on a top quarterback, they, uh, you know, pivot to a vet like Derek Carr. And uh, have a uh, hooker waiting in the wings. I think the Titans would be fine if they kept Ryan Tannehill and then had Henning Hooker waiting because we all know Malik Willis ain't eight. And uh, let me think of another option here. I also, I mean, my beloved Denver Broncos would even make sense. I mean, if Sean Payton can't fix Russell Wilson this year, then having Henning Hooker there as a backup option would be pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, especially, especially. Having a similar kind of quarterback, one who can learn from a Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame caliber quarterback like Russ wouldn't be bad. And plus, and plus, we saw it with like Bill Belichick in New England. It's not bad. If you can hit on some of these guys like Jalen Hurts with the Eagles, Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, you're not paying a quarterback in second, third, fourth round, anything. I mean... Heck, the 49ers almost got to the Super Bowl with Mr. relevant
1: Exactly. Good old Brock Purdy. Nobody saw him coming. Good for him. I was saddened to see him get injured. But, uh, yeah, another perfect landing spot, I feel like, for Hooker would be Carolina. If they miss on one of the top rookie quarterbacks and end up getting, like, a Derek Carr or another vet to start this year, I think Hendon Hooker would be a steal for them.
0: Particularly with Carolina having a boatload of picks via the Christian McCaffrey trade
1: exactly they could build around
0: a nice young rookie quarterback okay so obviously we talked about levin's and richard but levin's and richard are way down on your list compared to a lot of people so why are richardson and levin's low on your list
1: okay so i'll go into it with both of them i actually i have a huge article coming out it should hit on friday about why I think Will Levison and Anthony Richardson are both gonna be complete busts. I would actually prefer Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett in a vacuum. Like if I had to take one of them in the first round, I'm drafting Duggan or Bennett over either of these guys. To me, the the reason is obvious. Like if you if you watch their tape, okay, yeah, they they can make some good throws, they can make some big plays, but it's it's they have glaring, just obvious issues. Anthony Richardson is the funniest one to me because he could not produce in college. The man started one year at Florida. Okay. Against SEC defenses. I get it. The SEC has got great defenses. Florida was six and seven last year. And Anthony Richardson's numbers were so pedestrian. He passed like 2,500 yards and like 17 touchdowns, nine picks. I mean, he had another 600 yards rushing, but and nine touchdowns rushing, I think it was, but I mean, those are not, starting caliber numbers for anybody i mean that's a joke so i i don't know what i mean yeah he can make he can be exciting to watch but I don't, with, with numbers like that and a record like that, I don't know how anybody can think this guy's going to be a first-round pick. or And I think he will be a first-round pick because these NFL GMs talk themselves into this stuff. But that guy's just a total bust. I mean, and you can you see it in his game. He, he's scattershot accuracy. He's got no pocket presence. His footwork's all over the place. I mean, and there's just nothing there that I like.
0: I think Anthony Richardson is, could be the most appealing quarterback in this draft because there are going to be GMs who think, well, wait a minute, this kid can't be fixed. But I think Anthony Richardson's got a couple things going for him. He can move. He played in the SEC. And even if Florida's a big pal, Florida didn't have the 2020 team where he played with Darius Tony, and Kyle Pitts. Cockpit. So I think Richardson needs time, but I think Anthony Richard brings a lot of talent. I mean, I mean, you imagine the Baltimore Ravens when, and if the Ravens trade Lamar Jackson, I think that is a very appealing landing spot, particularly with an offensive coordinator who coached in the SEC.
1: Yeah. And so I get that and see that's to me, that's drinking the Kool-Aid that's, That's the Anthony Richardson hype train right now, which was going for Malik Willis at this time last year, too. And the, the reason it's wild to me is, like I said, the lack of college production. He couldn't get it done in college. Why do we think he can get it done in the league? It's interesting you mentioned the Ravens and Lamar Jackson because, so when Lamar Jackson came out, you know, he didn't get drafted until the end of the first round because he had the same knocks as Richardson coming in. People said, oh, you know, this guy's a running back. He can't play quarterback, he can't throw. The difference is Lamar Jackson actually produced in college. He showed that he could be a quarterback in the league. I think Lamar Jackson's last season in college, he passed for like 3,000 yards and ran for another 1,600 with like 50 total touchdowns. Those are the numbers of a man that can be an NFL quarterback, and Anthony Richardson has not shown that. If you watch his tape, like, yeah, okay, he's got some splash plays here and there, but he just doesn't. The numbers and the tape does not look like a man that can have success in the NFL. So that's and I think the Ravens know that. Like I'm not sure that they're gonna get a deal done with Lamar Jackson, but I think they'd be a lot better off replacing Lamar Jackson with Hendon Hooker than they than they would paying up for bus Anthony
0: Richardson. Ooh, so what's what? So what do you not like about Kentucky's Will Levis? All right. So Will Levis is
1: a kind of a similar thing. They're different prospects. What Will Levis has going for him the Anthony Richardson does not is accuracy. I think he's been over 65% in his two years as a starter at Kentucky, so he's got accuracy. My biggest problem with Will Levis is the same problem that Zach Wilson had and the same problem that Paxton Lynch had. And I don't understand how NFL GMs that get paid millions and scouts to get paid big bucks to do this can't see it. Will Levis's release is terrible. It takes him 2.5 seconds to get rid of a football when he tries to throw it, and it looks like he's trying to throw a javelin. It was the exact same thing with Zach Wilson. I got all excited about Zach Wilson because everybody was talking about him. So I turn on his his uh, college game to watch uh, BYU go against uh, oh, the Flo- Florida team, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, yeah, Florida team, Coastal Carolina. And the first pass I saw him throw, I'm like, what is with this dude's release? I'm like, I, I, I got to be watching this run. I watched the second throw, the third throw. And I'm like, no, this release will not work in the NFL. And guess what? It didn't. And the thing is, NFL GMs and head coaches, I think they get, they get big heads. And they think, oh, we can fix this guy, yada, yada, yada. To I me, mean, there's a lot of things you can fix. But a quarterback's release, you can't fix that. This guy's been playing quarterback his entire life. His release is what it is. You're not going to fix his fundamental throwing motion. And that is what's going to stop Will Levis from having success in the NFL.
0: I think Will Levis is. I think Will Levis is very intriguing this draft. One, I think he's got the. I I don't know about you. I think he's got the biggest arm of these top four guys. I. Secondly, if you look at him, he didn't. He didn't pan out. Of Penn State transfer to Kentucky. Talking, but this guy's a four point oh five finance student. And yeah, and yeah, not all college quarterbacks to see, but I like the fact he's great, great in the classroom. And unlike some of these guys, because CJ Bryce Young was like the heralded, most heralded prospect for his draft class. He won the highest minutes as a redshirt freshman, will left his battled his butt. He played last year where a lot of guys would have said, I'm not playing. I'm not risking the injury. He battled. Brian got on the field for Kentucky, even though it was not 100%. And Kentucky didn't have wide receivers last year. Kentucky did not have Alabama or Ohio State's wide receivers. You imagine if all the leftists had been thrown to Marvin Harrison, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, or Jackson Smith and Jigman the last two years. People be talking about Will Evans. I think Will Evans has got the chance to be a top 570 pick in this draft. I mean, I'm seeing more positive. I'm seeing more Josh. I mean, I don't know if he's quite Justin Herbert when he came out of Oregon, but I think Will Evans has got a chance to be a top 10 pick in this draft. And I'm, I'm more willing to take... The gamble on him. Zach Wilson was immature and went to the wrong team. I think if Will Evans went to one of these teams with a coach who, with a coach and GM who believe in him, I think he could succeed. Okay,
1: yeah. See, I, I I just don't see it. And here's the thing. I can appreciate his maturity level. Like I said, he's an accurate guy. And I also agree with you about the arm strength. That guy has a cannon for an arm. He does. My problem is it he it's not like he set the world on fire in college. I mean, I think this past season he had like, I don't know, something like 3,500 pass yards with like 19 touchdowns, 10 picks, like decent numbers, but not the kind of numbers you expect from like a top 10 NFL quarterback. Do I think he'll be drafted by the top 10 because these NFL GMs love to pimp up quarterbacks and get themselves fired and ruin their team's future? Yeah, I think he'll probably get drafted in the top 10 of the NFL draft. But like Anthony Richardson, he's going to be a complete bust. I just, I can't see it. Like I said, when I when I see lack of college production with these guys, it's it's a huge thing. And then I couple it with watching the tape. And like I said, to me, and and I agree with you. If he was at Bama, Ohio State, Will Levis would you know be passing for forty five hundred yards and forty touchdowns in college. With his release, I still don't think it would matter when he got to the league. Like I said, he's got, regardless of character differences, he's got the same release Zach Wilson had. He's got the same release Paxton Lynch had. he got the same release Ryan Mallett had. It's just a release. I'm not going to say Tim Tebow because that's the extreme, but it's it's such a bad release that it just can't be fixed. And then NFL defenses, it doesn't work against NFL defenses.
0: Interesting. I like a spicy disagreement when we uh, when we go at it with opposing quarterback. So, if you're the Chicago Bears, you're the Chicago Bears general manager with the number one pick, Justin Fields, as your quarterback. Do you, option A, keep Justin Fields and trade the pick and get whatever you can for one? or take a quarterback
1: and trade Justin Fields? All right, so I'm de- if I'm the Bears GM, I'm definitely going with option A, but I'm not telling anyone. I'm publicly acting like I want one of these quarterbacks, and I may be open to trading Justin Fields, and I'm not sure because I'm in love with C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, and I'm pimping that up so that a team that really loves one of these guys will trade up above Houston with me at one to get the quarterback they want. The Bears should absolutely hang on to Justin Fields, who already talked about how much I love him, and uh, get a haul for that first pick. You know, there's plenty of teams in the top 10, like Carolina, like Indianapolis, that need a quarterback, that are going to want their guy, that will trade a haul to come up to one. The Bears move back to, you know, 7, 8, 10, whatever it is get a slew of picks with it and then use that those picks to start building around Justin Fields. I would love, love, love to see the Bears use one of their picks on Jackson
0: Smith and Jigba
1: to tie in with Justin Fields. Would love it so much.
0: Okay. I've gone back and forth, but the more I think about it, I think the Chicago Bears should 100 percent move the pick because one, because uh uh Carter from Georgia, Williams from Alabama will not win Chicago any more games. The Bears are not going to win more games if they just, if they take Justin Fields, trade Justin Fields, and take Bryce Youngstrom or any quarterback. I think the Bears have to get whatever they can. And I know it's not the 2024 draft class where Caleb Williams and Drake May look like they look like can't miss prospects. But... It only takes one team. What if the what if Jim Irving and the Indianapolis Colts decide, you know what, we're going to draft Bryce Young, and we'll pay the Bears whatever they want. we we'll making sure that Houston's not getting Bryce Young, and we will making sure that if Bryce Young succeeds, it's in Indianapolis and not in Houston.
1: Agreed. And to me, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are on the same caliber as Caleb Williams and Drake May. I don't I don't see them as being that far separated. It, I mean, they're they're all I think they are all quarterbacks with top five potential. to can be at stars in league. But at the same time, they're not like blue chip generational can't miss guys like a Trevor Lawrence or an Andrew Luck or an Arch Manning that you're like, I must have that guy. To me, those four guys are all kind of in the same thing. So if you want that guy, you get him now and you don't
0: wait a year. And plus, if the Bears stumbled this year and got the number one pick next year, guess what? They could always take they could always take Caleb Williams or Drake May, trade Justin Fields, and still end up basing the same situation they are now.
1: Exactly. What the Bears need to do is trade back that pick, at a slew of picks, surround Justin Fields with talent, and watch what he can do with an offensive line and with some wide receivers. At least one. Give the man at least one wide receiver that would be starting in the NFL at any other team,
0: please. I mean, you imagine Justin, how well Justin Fields could play if they surrounded him with, let's see, who, let's see. Well, one problem this, this isn't a great wide receiver draft. I don't think. This, are
1: you ser- Are you serious
0: when you say that? Yes, I don't think. This oh. Is, I don't think this yeah. is a great receiver draft.
1: You're killing me. Okay. So Jackson Smith and Jigba is amazing. All right. That guy was the best wide receiver in and the room. And by the way,
0: Jackson Smith and Jigba is the number one receiver on my board. Good. See, so you know, so you
1: should know. The guy was the best wide receiver on a team with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Enough saying. He's amazing. All right. Jackson Smith and Jigba is legit. Now I'll admit, when you go after him, you got you after Smith and but you got guys with a little bit of questions. However, I think Jordan Addison and Kayshawn Boutte, without a doubt, have the profiles to be low end wide receiver ones in the league. After that, you got a guy like Quentin Johnson, who I'm not a huge fan of, only because he's a body catcher, and I, I don't do those guys. But uh, you still got you, st- and then you got Jalen Hyatt, who is a huge to me. Jalen Hyatt in the right situation can be Tyreek Hill. Jalen Hyatt in the wrong situation can be Cordell Patterson before he converted to running back. Nothing.
0: I mean, so that's, I imagine what Hyatt could do with Justin Herbert in LA. Exactly.
1: You give him a quarterback that can sling it and a coach that will just run a fly route with him every time. Woo! Like I said, Tyreek ty- Hill all day. Um, I also like Josh Downs a lot. As kind of, I worry about Downs and the whole UNC wide receiver lineage, but I like Downs' tape. He's got a mid- Amazing footwork. He's a uh, excellent route runner. I think Downs can also be a legit wide receiver in the league. So I, I actually think this is a pretty solid wide receiver
0: class. I don't think I don't think there's a tie, I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a Jamal Chase, Julio Jones, or number one slam dunk wide receiver in the league. No. So Jackson Smith in the jig, but is
1: that? But I can understand why people don't understand why people might not think he is that yet, since he was hurt all last year look look at his numbers from the year before i mean the man's insane and like i said that was with garrett wilson and chris alave i mean that man is out of this world good so jackson smith was absolutely that guy but uh we just don't know it yet
0: all right tony so thanks for hopping on uh we wish you we wish you well and hopefully uh your quarterback predictions come true and uh I hope I hope Sean Payton can get Russell Wilson to turn around because I think we want I think we should have Russ eat more. I have Russ eat a few more touchdowns and not eat a few more sacks this year. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, given g- given how it was last year, I I don't want Russ to cook anymore. I I kept inviting him over to my house to cook, and all all it was for dinner was spaghettios. So I'm 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 hoping we don't let Russ cook, and then Sean Payton can just get him to operate within his system, and we'll be okay. <laughs>